and welcome to the Nerd Out. I'm Lisa. Meet Pete. We're girls and we nerd out. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can email us, info at thenerdout.com. We have a very awesome website where you can stream if you are into that sort of like webby experience. That's cool. We also have like show notes and links to cool stuff there. Um, and if by now, I mean, obviously you're listening to us, so you found us, but there are a lot of places you can listen to us. Like basically anywhere fine podcasts are distributed. Correct. We're there. We're there. Oh. We're there. Hey, everybody. Happy <laughs> holidays. <laughs> so I, I was looking as I was putting, the, looking at the outline and I was like, oh, we record. This is exactly one month from when oh, we recorded exactly last. Month. November okay. 20th. Yeah. I mean, pandemic year, I guess it could be worse. Yeah. Um, you have been um, really busy with your super cool podcast, which I think that you need to do a little plug for and talk about right here. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's called Word to Your Mama. You can go to wordtoyourmama.com. And um, I we might have, I don't know if we mentioned this last month, because I don't know if we had recorded it yet, but you need, if you if you only, it's different. Let me let's just say, preface this. It's, it's a different, completely different experience than the nerd out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is me. It's, you know, Latina mama, you know, navigating business and finding and building her tribe. That's like the tagline, right? In the Supernatural Bear, who you hear sometimes at the end of our episodes, he has a segment, but it's not, it's not family show. It's, it's fucking explicit. Okay. Just like we are here, but it's different. But if, if, if maybe it's not your bag, but one episode you (laughs) have to fucking listen to is the the nerd out word to your mama crossover and yeah. and let me see i forgot what number episode so we're going to go right now and i'm going to we'll put it in the show notes but to okay. so that you don't have to weed through anything else kids no for no. sure go to episode 11 lisa ti jenkins the whitest blackest that's the <laughs> teaser kids the whitest blackest go to that episode Listen to that. Prepare to have tears of all sorts. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, that's fair enough. Tears of all right? sorts. Tears yeah. of all sorts. And I've heard, you know, without asking, I people have been hitting me up and it's like, uh, literally tears. <laughs> and, 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 and depending on who it is and what they connect to on the tears side, it's, Tears of laughter or tears of sadness, life or whatever. So, yeah. come on, kids. Thank you. Uh, listen to it. It's been uh, only since September, and it's been a lot of fun. And uh, that episode with Ti is the best fucking shit ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, and they're all good. They're all good. Like, especially because Ritzine has a lot of like this sort of wide ranging people. So, um, I mean, you can pick and choose if you want, you can just binge them all if you want, but there's like all kinds of really interesting people that she talks to. So yeah, it's a, it's a good time. Thanks T.I. You're cute. Yeah. You're cute. Yeah. But before we get into anything, I just, I want to say something. Um, you're not prepped for this. I have a little beef. I have a little beef with you. Okay. <laughs> I have a little beef. Okay. Uh, a couple of days ago, you sent me, sent our family a box. Yeah. Um, and in said box, you said, I go do it. And you had texted me to open it right away. And I forgot. And I was like, do I open it? And you're like, yeah, open it right away. And I open it right away. And there's two bags of different types of cookies. Homemade yeah. cookies. And I'm really, I don't like really like sweets like that. Like that's not my bag. And cookies I'm real particular. And I don't like yeah. different fl- like same. Your cookies are so fucking good. I'm gonna be fat as fuck. <laughs> I'm not a cookie person either. And you know what? Shit. That's why I, I sent you smallish bags. And there's ah. there's three of you. But and they freeze, although they're not as good once you thaw no, them out. They're not gonna freeze because there's not gonna be any left. <laughs> Those ginger cookies, the whatever they are. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, what the fuck? I was like, <laughs> like I'm like, I intermittent fast, right? So I don't eat anything in the morning. But I was like, when we did the we'll get into it, the postcard bitches. 
that's what I was eating. A little bit of tea, ginger tea with the ginger cookie. And yeah. then I was like, okay. oh, I didn't put enough honey in my, like it was anti-inflammatory tea with the ginger and all the, you know, turmeric and all the shit. I was like, oh, I forgot to put honey, but I didn't want to leave. I just broke off a piece of the cookie and put it up in that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, kids, um, forget about the pandemic 15. It's a fucking Lisa T.I. Jenkins a cookie Aww. 10. They're You're so very- good. I just want to say, I'm so glad. Thank you very much. I had never made either of those cookies before. Well, you need to fucking, I don't know if that's your recipe, a family recipe for those ginger cookies. You need to fucking mass market those. Is it like a recipe and you made it your own? You added your twist to it? Whatever the fuck that is. Uh I could eat like, uh, like a whole. (laughs) It's too good. Too fucking good. Face, neck, and chest. (laughs) (laughs) A bukkake of ginger (laughs) cookies. It's too fucking good. So thank you. So that's my beef because I'm going to be fat. I'm not going to, this hoodie I'm in, I'm not going to fit in it (laughs) because that's all I'm going to (laughs) eat. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that you liked them. Hey, if there's any listeners who are listening right now and you want cookies, tell me because, um, (laughs) I'm about to have a week and a half off, and I was going to make some and send to another friend of mine. So, uh, yeah, if anybody wants to get in on this, like, <laughs> hit a sister up. I'll send you some. <laughs> they're so good. They're so good. Uh, but that they're just they're just ginger cookies or ginger and something else or just ginger. Yeah, like ginger, ginger, you know, kind of all those, like, Christmas flavors, right? Like, yeah. ginger, cloves, brown sugar. Um, a little allspice, a little nutmeg, cinnamon, like yeah, just see, all that stuff. I usually stuff. don't, when people put too much allspice and cloves, it can fuck everything up. And that's why I usually yeah. don't like holiday cookies or holiday breads or holiday. Yeah. But the, I don't, uh, I can't explain it. It's just fucking goodness. Yeah. It's just the right amount of everything. So that's my beef. Uh, thanks. Thanks for. I'm so glad. That's a good beef. I'm, I'm stoked on that. <laughs> Were you afraid? <laughs> No, I was like, I was trying to remember. I was like, mm-hmm, what did I do? I'm such an asshole. Uh, never, never. <laughs> I was like, if it was really bad, she wouldn't be bringing it up right now for the first time. <laughs> so, so how are you, Ti? It's been a month. I was checking in. What are we talking about? How's how's uh how's Oregon? Oregon is uh, Oregon is Oregon. <laughs> Uh, it's supposed to snow this, this week. So that, be cool. are you from Fargo? <laughs> yeah, we might get some snoo. Um, you know, been, uh, been doing, uh, been feeding some birds, been doing some bird watching. Um, got, you know, we got the like yellow rumped warblers coming through. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Got a got a couple other like pretty got got a woodpecker had a had a flicker, um so you know shit's nice. banging on the bird front so there's that. <laughs> I I thought of you the other day because you know I was perusing as I do to decompress on the tipped up, and uh, <laughs> this one uh, account I follow is like, uh, like less use of you know plastics and single use and stuff so it's all like green stuff. So they had this um, bird feeder. Okay. I think it's called Bird Eye or something like that. And you, it connects to an app and it has a little camera in it. Yes, I have heard of such things. Yeah, and I thought of you. I was like, she would like that. And then yeah, I looked I at the price like and then I was like, well, and you were like, maybe she'll have to like that some other time <laughs> in the future. She must like, she'll have to like that from afar. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, there has to be like, you know, less expensive ones, you know, I don't know. But yeah, yeah. I was like, I thought of you. And I was like, oh, you get the perfect. It's not guessing. It's just like, oh, right there. What is that? <laughs> Notification. Yeah. And then you see the bird up close. Mm-hmm. The plumage yeah, and, and everything. And like their little face. Yeah. I was like, oh, perhaps. Yep. Yeah. The other kind of interesting um, bird watching that I've done is uh, there is a place that we like to go hike that's, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like deep in the forest, but it's a few miles from the highway. Like it's quite a ways back. And we were there a week ago 
and we were hiking. And as we're coming up to the car, I was like, is that a chicken by the car? And then it was, it was a rooster. It's this little like black and green rooster. And it was very friendly and it came right up to us. And so we fed it a granola bar. Actually, we fed it a Lara bar. It's a very highbrow, it's a very highbrow uh, rooster. And um, it's a hipster rooster. <laughs> it's a hipster. So, um, and it, it seriously was on my mind so much. I just felt so sorry for it. I think that like Ranger Ted and I were trying to, he was, he was like, he was like, I don't know, maybe like he was trying to understand the psychology of me being so upset about it. <laughs> and I said that I thought that part of it might be that, um, I just don't like things being alone. Yeah. And I feel like you're a rooster deep in the forest and like you're all alone. So we went back a week later, still there. I fed him again. And we <laughs> ran into some people who said that he was dumped there six weeks ago with two other buddies. And he's the only one that's left. Ooh. So I want to try to figure out how to trap the rooster and somehow get it to like a rooster rescue. But I don't even know how to do that. So, yeah, I don't know. There, it's still a thing. Is there a, roo- uh, uh, a rooster rescue close by um there is a like sort of vegan animal place where like Uh. people care for like random misfit animals so i reached out to them and they were like oh if you catch him we can help you find a home the problem is if we catch him like we can't bring him back and put him in our yard first of all he'll fly out and second of all our neighbors will kill us oh yeah so it's not like, oh, hey, I caught a rooster. What should I do now? Like, I need to have a place to take him. We've even kind of considered, like, maybe just relocating him closer to the main road where there's, like, more people and stuff. So mm-hmm. at least you would have more um, more people potentially feeding him. Um, although there would be more dogs. And dogs yeah. like to chase chickens. Yeah. And, yeah, so I don't know what we're going to do about this rooster. Wow. Yeah. But that's that's been that's sort of like been the big bird watching thing that um, I've been <laughs> preoccupied with, to be honest. Rooster watching, cock when, watching. When cock I was watch, <laughs> when I was uh, when I fir- the first time I lived by myself, I was in K Town, Los Angeles. I lived in a slumlord uh, run place, and um, you know, run by you know MS uh, MS eighteen, MS thirteen, or whatever. I forget oh, the name of the here? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the huge. And uh, I remember one for a couple of months across. The, I was like in a not a high rise, but a multiple, you know, floor place. And uh, on the one across the street, they had a rooster and everyone in the neighborhood hated that shit. I hated it. No. Yeah. And then I, what, I don't know if they someone killed it. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know. But all of a sudden it stopped. But I remember hating that a lot. Yeah, and you know, maybe if he can, you know, if he's made it this far, maybe he can make it through the rest of the winter, and I don't know, maybe it's an okay place for a rooster to live out his days. I just, I don't know. Yeah. But it's nice that you check on him. Yeah, we're probably going to go back up today and (laughs) go on on a hike. Like, oh, I know where I want to go on a hike, and Ranger Ted will be like, oh, by where the rooster is? (laughs) (laughs) Not slick. Not slick. Yeah, not so slick. <laughs> so today's uh, Sunday, the twentieth. But I just saw yes. you yesterday. Why? Why is that? Oh, because we've been writing postcards. That's like right. A, we've been postcarding bitches like a motherfucker. Postcarding bitches. Yep. Um. Yeah. It, the ongoing ex- democracy postcard experiment continues. Writing um, postcards to voters, uh, encouraging them to show up and vote. Yeah, Our, in the beginning, up. in the beginning, it was to register to vote, and now we're yep. in the stage where it's like turn in your absentee ballot or go to vote early. Started December fourteenth. We are hardcore. Yep. It is. This is super important. Um, if you're hearing this in still time, they're still looking for people to call voters. Um, and texts and donations, whatever we can do. Um, we talked about it at one of our postcard bitches meeting that, you know, the whole cast of Hamilton got together to sing some songs to benefit that. Like, everyone's all hands on deck. That's how important yep. this shit is. Yep. Um, yeah, and in fact, I only have six postcards left. Woo! 
Ooh, I have two. And twenty. I'm left. waiting. I'm waiting on my next shipment to get here. It was supposed to be here last week, but what a surprise! The USPS, <laughs> who's been like fucking it all up for the entire year, is now yeah. truly like losing their minds. So, yeah, yeah. I've lost a lot of. Miosito was like, "Yo, he's like, have we lost the most packet? Have the most packages have been stolen?" in the last couple of months than in in our entire lives. I was like, yeah. And it's not even that they're being stolen, like ganked from the door. Cause you know, that's usual what happens, you know, but no, no, no. Our, we're like friendly with our post people and they leave it right in front of the door. And we're here. We're no, at least one person is here. We have the wind, Mm -hmm. the the curtain open of the front door. So we have like, we could see everything. Plus we have um, a little wall kind of covering. So when you're driving by, you can't even see any packages. So that's not an issue. So Mm -hmm. I was saying like, I had ordered something from Shane Jessup, um, Latchkey Society, check him out. Um, I ordered a pen and he was like, DJ, I was like, oh, I haven't gotten it. He's like, oh, it said it got delivered like last week. And I was like, no, 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 no. And I was like, we're here. And he's like, I go, did you get the right? He's like, yeah, I got the right address. I was like, oh man, someone out there is rocking your pen. He's like, oh, I sent you some extras stuff. Like, and I was like, damn it. And then, uh, yeah, but it said delivered. So I'm thinking they, peep, some people are probably at the facility taking advantage of the fact that they don't have that much money and people expect shit to get lost, stolen, or like slow ass service. And, you know, they understand. I think also they might understand that Amazon sends shit and they can replace it or whatever. But sure. it's been multiple things, multiple mm-hmm. things that say delivered to the address, but never have been delivered. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I also think that it's like, there's probably just some black hole somewhere where like, I don't know, over overworked and underpaid people are just like, I don't know, just put the box over there. And like somewhere there's a room of shit that they're like, fuck, we just never got to it. Like set it on fire. You know what I mean? Or let's take it. Like, let's, you know, did it like, yeah, for sure. Um, the, one of the G's sent, this was for, I think for the supernatural bears birthday. Sent a package on the same day to his parents in uh, East Palo Alto, so by Facebook, right, North California, and sent the same day a box to here, Palm Springs. He's in, like, close to L.A. Uh-huh. We didn't see ours for a long time. <laughs> uh-huh. His parents got it the next day. <laughs> what? Yeah. It was crazy. We're like, what? And then something else happened, too. I ordered some curl cream. And it was like, literally, I could go pick it up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how close it was. Uh-huh. But I, I think for us, it's something when it goes through the Riverside facility where they disperse everything. I.E. I.E. I'm not saying nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But I.E. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. That facility, I think that's the vortex. I think that's the black hole. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me, <laughs> Riverside. No offense. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No offense to anyone listening. Do we have any friends who listen? I don't know. In yeah. Riverside? No, I, I mean, no know. offense, guys, but it, it, truly anyone who's listening to us who's in Riverside is like, I know. Yeah, like, they know the rep. They know the rep. <laughs> they know the deal. <laughs> so uh, let's talk TV. What what yeah, have we do been it. doing? What are we talking about? Um, You know, I've actually been watching, um, we've been watching a little bit more than normal. And um, although it's been a lot of like, oh, let's try a couple episodes of this. Yeah, that's pretty good. Let's try a couple episodes of that. Yeah, it's pretty good. And nothing <laughs> that we've really gotten sucked into. Although there are a couple of things that, or at least one thing that we both watched. Um, and that is I Hate Susie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, that was a, a little delight. It was a little delight. And, you know, I don't remember how I ran into it. I think. HBO Max did a good job of showing the thing because I love that actress who I can never remember her name because I remember watching that show where she was a call girl. Uh huh. Piper. Billy Piper. Billy Piper. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that show was great. And I was like, oh, she's great. She's really pretty. Like, I'm, she's really pretty. Um, but like, kind of like a muscular, wide face. 
funny looking. Funny but, looking, but really pretty. But really, pr- like, attractive, like, this, I don't know. But anyways, yeah, so I Hate Susie, uh, it was a delight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, uh, it's about a woman who is a former child star, Susie Pickles, and um, sort of her, I suppose, middle-aged-ish, um, <laughs> I don't know, comeback sort of, and what happens? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. There were, um, in particular, you know, although we talked about this a little bit yesterday, it's definitely in the genre of like women who should be smarter making incredibly stupid decisions. Yeah. And like I I I like that, but I also find it incredibly frustrating sometimes. Yeah. But it was uh, it it was it was good. She made a lot of really stupid des- decisions. But I think my favorite episode was the rage one when she just finally got mad, and <laughs> in particular the scene where she's in the shoe store. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is me every second of every day, like. <laughs> Like always, always like, no, I'll just take the size six. No, I'll just take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take, I'll take it now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a good one. I recommend that. And, uh, that's a good, that's a fun little holiday lark. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know how, what was it? Like seven, eight, like it wasn't that long either. Yeah. It was easy breeze. It was was the, it was the seven, is it seven stages of grief? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was what it was. Seven episodes. Yes. Yeah, grief. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's especially if you're married with kids. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think it's so relatable in a lot of a lot of different ways and just being a woman and just it's good stuff. Good times. Good to HBO Max kids. HBO Max. HBO Max. Yep. Now on uh, Firestick. <laughs> and yeah, now on Firestick. Ding ding ding. If you didn't know. Um but they fucking finally uh wised up. Another thing that we've watched and the nation the nation watched collectively, the undoing. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the undoing. Um I mean that was oh, the woodpeckers here. Oh that that was like, do we want to go into spoilers? Yeah, everyone's seen it. Everyone's seen it. If you haven't seen it, just forward like a minute. I can't figure out if it was super genius or infuriatingly lazy that the husband did it. I think it was. I don't know. I think it was. Maybe (laughs) I'm thinking it's genius because the entire nation had theories upon theories. Like, I love that it was once a week. And uh-huh. every yes. week we thought yes. different things because of the way yes. the episode kind of like try to navigate us, right? Mm-hmm. And and also being on Twitter and just seeing everyone on it, it didn't matter matter what, what your background is. Uh, it, everyone was watching it because there's we were itching for content, right? And uh-huh. everyone will be like, yes, we'll watch whatever Nicole Kidman's in. Of course. Like, you know what I'm saying? And um, who's the guy who did the series? Uh, yeah, that guy. That guy? Um, <laughs> the guy he that does did, the like, stuff. <laughs> the guy that did, um, but what was the one before? Gosh, why am David something? Hold on. Finch? Fincher? No, no. no. David E. Kelly, David E. David Kelly, David E. Kelly, David E. Kelly, you know, and you're like, oh, okay, and Nicole, and da 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 da. So you're just like, okay, and then so I'm watching on Twitter, and it's hilarious because we're all kind of similarly thinking week after week, like, oh, it's that best friend. The best friend is so we're all like, it. It was genius in the fact that it. All of us were like, it wasn't him, but it was all these other people, and these people were in it, and da 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 da. And they uh-huh. were like, oh no no, it was him the whole time. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, it was it was good. It was good misdirection. Like you knew it was him. Like <laughs> deep down, deep down in your soul, you knew it was yeah, him. Because it's always the husband. Always they said in the beginning. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that uh, I thought that was good. I like the sort of, I don't know, mild twist at the end with her in the courtroom. I, yeah. I just thought, you know, her outfits were good. We all really liked her, her hair. Ja- her hair was great. And I, we were saying that her jackets, like, to be that yeah. slim and have an overcoat yeah. that looks like a dress. Yeah. <laughs> you totally. don't look What's lumpy like? and bumpy. Yeah. And then I think, um, hot tip, uh, we learned that her hair is most likely a wig. Yeah. 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 So there you go. Yeah. Straight, coming at you straight from the nerd out. <laughs> Nicole Kidman wears wigs <laughs> everywhere, all the time. Uh, yeah. Don't do it. But yeah, it was good times. It was good times. Um, the other thing we've both been watching, although I'm not done with it yet. Uh, oh, I know, because it was just the finale, uh, is The Mandalorian. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you earlier. Yeah, If no, you had I'm seen still, it, uh, so we can discuss. Oh. I know, I'm, I'm the worst. But you know what it is? Um, I... I've actually been going leisurely through this um, because I've been enjoying it. What the fuck you know? does that mean? <laughs> it's that like, mean? so I don't want it to be over. Oh, got it, got it. Well, I didn't. I, well, I guess I understand now because you're not on social media. You are on Twitter, though. You got to stay off Twitter. Yeah, no, I don't. I, the only thing I'm, I'm on Twitter for is to get the news. So I just follow basically like news accounts. Okay, yeah, because mine's fucked up. Like, I have to <laughs> watch it because I need to watch it. Um, if, I, if I didn't have to wait for the Supernatural Baird and, and his pops, I would watch yeah. it like um, a, a couple of my friends watch it that have no kids, that they watch it at 12.01 a.m. Is that, that would be it me. Out? Yes. Right wow. at midnight okay. on Friday. So if wow. I could, that's that would be me every fucking Friday morning. But I can't. So I have to watch it. Um I made a thing and I think I mentioned this last time. I watch it Fridays. We have dinner and break all the rules and have dinner watching it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it has to be silence. Um <laughs> and I can't be on Twitter at all. From yeah, totally. 12.01. <laughs> and for like 20 hours. Until I watch it. And and the thing is, um, I knew it was going to be super good because I watch, I follow our favorite Kevin Smith. And he posted uh, that he watches, of course, he watches at 12.01 or whatever. And he, uh, it was a picture of him with tears. And yeah. all he said was, uh, John Favreau has the biggest balls in the industry. <laughs> I heard it was a uh, a very good finale. Yeah. Okay. So if you well, could watch it this weekend, then yeah. maybe it won't be spoiled for you. Okay. Yeah, it'll... It, yeah, it probably won't be this weekend, but it will be this week for sure. Okay. I still... Um, I still... Um, the last one... Uh, the last episode that I saw was the one with uh, Ahsoka Tano. So oh I'm still a ways God. behind. <laughs> I know. I was like, breaking news. <laughs> She's here. Whoa. Oh, my goodness. I know. Oh, my goodness. But then even bigger breaking news. Oh, my God. It's Katie Sackoff. <laughs> but I, I knew that was coming. But that was that was really exciting. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's going to be good. And And one, no spoiler, but you have to... S- I don't know if you're the type of person that watches the credits. I watch all the credits because I love the oh, um the art. The yes. art. So, so great. Watch all the way to the end for this one for sure. Don't okay. don't miss that. Um so everyone's been telling me about this show forever. And I finally started watching it. And I'm talking about the PK Blinders. Have you never seen that? No, I just started it. What? <laughs> what this is so I know. I know you've been telling me Shane Jessup has been telling me and he was like he was trying to bait me he's like Tom Hardy and I was like I know but I just I feel like I have to pay attention and I didn't have the bandwidth and I started and I I'm done with season two <laughs> uh-huh and Cillium Cill- Murphy is fine as fuck oh yeah he is Ugh. 
Yeah, he is a, um, you know, he and the woman from Queen's Gambit should have children. Although she's old enough I, to be his I, child. I'm not, she's not on yet. No, I mean, like, just the, the woman who's the actress, the actress. Oh, oh got it, got it, got it. She and Killian, what's his noodle, should oh, have Killian. children. Oh, Killian, that's his name is Killian, not Cillian, Killian. They, they both look, like, kind of alien-y. They do, they do. Yeah, they would have remarkable-looking children. He's fine as fuck. He always scared yeah. because he, I would always see him play like scary roles. And this is not a scary role at all. This is like hot as fuck role. And yeah, uh, I mean, it's kind of scary. He's kind of scary. Kind of. Not really to me. But he the 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 haircuts, um, the tailored amazing suits. Yes. The costumes are great. The, the accents. Uh-huh. I, I love it all. The gangsterish. The, I just love it. It's best. The opening, the opening music. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's all really good. It's all good yeah. stuff. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you're there. I actually, I don't know how many seasons there are now. Six or seven, maybe? There's five, uh, and five. season six is coming out in 2021. I haven't, I didn't watch season five because someone isn't a Peaky Blinders fan. Um, cog blocker. Cock blocker. <laughs> Ranger Ted. I know. It's well, you're going like... to have to watch it on your own. Somehow, yeah, some way. I know. Be- before I season six, so we could discuss next year. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. I'll do that. Yeah. Um, I do have a week and a half off, so maybe there I can just, is. like, nonstop binge watch a bunch the, of stuff. Like The Voice. <laughs> the Voice. So, this is the farthest, because it's a pandemic... And the supernatural bears into it. This is the farthest I've ever gone. And he's asking me all these questions. I was like, I don't know, Mijo. I've never seen it this far. I only see the because blinds. You, just, you always stop after the blind auditions? I do the blinds and then I do the, um, the I like the battles. The battles. Oh, okay. And then, and then maybe go into the knockouts. Maybe. That's kind of far. And I've only done it maybe once or twice. So okay. like... We're going in, we're in the lives. Like, we watch them, not live, but, like, you know. Um, he's like, what? I was like, I don't know, man. I go, I have no idea. <laughs> he's like, he's getting upset, and I'm getting upset. Because he's like, they should. I was like, I now we're at the point where it's not up to the judges. It's up to the public, and that's where it fucks up. Because people yeah, have really, totally. you know, people are, like, super talented. And you're just like, yeah, they should be the ones. But then the whack-ass people that have way more fans call yeah. in or text in. Or they're just like, I love, um, what's his name that's not on the show? What's his name that's not on the show? Adam. Adam Levine. Yes. They're like, I love Adam Levine so much. I don't even care who's on his team. I'm just voting for yeah. them. Like, you never yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you can catch up on The Voice. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Like there's some do. good, there's, it's fucking next level compared to, we haven't watched in a couple of years, but some good, like, good ass motherfucking people. Like, the level is up. Ah, that's good. That that is one thing that I was always I've always been consistently impressed with with the voice is like they always find really talented people for the show, like super talented people that open up their mouth and you're all what? Yeah, there's a lot of that. So I think you'll like it. So I'm excited for you to catch up and uh, we can discuss yeah. Um, Although, you know, what is interesting is that um, similarly to American Idol, really no one's ever, there's only been a few people who've ever broken out from shows like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they don't. Kelly and, Clarkson. And they, and the ones that have haven't really necessarily been the ones that actually won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they, so there's been a few in the country, like. Yeah. The Miranda Lambert. Was, the one that was just on uh, SNL that got in trouble because he was partying in Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Who I love his song. I cannot stop singing that song. <laughs> and then I find out he's a dipshit. But um, he was on The Voice. Oh, I did not he know He was that. like on Usher's team or something. Oh, huh. And he okay. didn't make it. He didn't make it to the end. And now look at him. SNL. Kinds of shit. So, huh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So The Voice, The Voice, The Voice. Um, as As a Latina... Uh, <laughs> I, I know I know where this is going and I knew for <laughs> sure that you would be among the first to watch it yeah 
so for for a couple of months, we've been getting teased about the Selena um, series on Netflix. And I am sad to say <gasps> it disappoints. I barely finished the first episode and I have not oh, returned oh, back. Oh. I have no desire. Oh, no. And it's unfortunate. What about your G's? Tampoco. No, not even. The wigs are bad. It's like, because and, and what people don't understand and maybe don't know, I mean, people understand, I think uh, BIPOC people understand the love of Selena. I mean, yeah. if you're from Texas, you know who that is. And we're not talking about Gomez. We're talking about Selena, Selena. And, <laughs> and she means so much. And I think what people don't know, I think people forget, and I for, forgot a little bit, is that, uh, you know, with the story is kind of similar to the Jacksons and, you know, the dad is overbearing, overpowering. And then the powers that be when that person passes away and what they do. So it's kind of, it's not, it's missing. It's not like, I'm just watching a family. Like, it's not about, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like the focus yeah. is not there. The acting is whack. It's like, I can't remember the the tweet. It was perfect though. Kind of like we wanted this like this type of level of shit, but we ended uh -huh. up getting like, like a melodrama, like telenovela, but not even a good telenovela about it. Like, you know, at least it would be juicy and stuff like that. So it's sad. And I don't, I don't care to, you know, and I, and it's sad because as, as a Latina, as a person of color, we get scraps of representation yeah. up on the screen. And so I want to support. And also Sadie, who plays Mousy and Mi Vida Loca, who played her best friend in the Jennifer Lopez movie, plays the mom in this. And I was so excited that she was had a role and she was excited about this role. And, you know, because a good friend of ours is good friends with her. And I had met her, you know, once or once or twice. And I was like going crazy that me and Danny met her and we're like, oh, my God, this is Mousy. This is like our shit right here. Um <laughs> And just to see her have a job and, you know, the people behind the camera, the people in front of the camera are of color. And it's just like, wow. You know, it, it, it's that thing that we kind of discuss is just like just because it is a color and representation doesn't mean I have to support. It has to be good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like. And it's, yeah. a, it's, I, I mean, I don't know all that much about her, but it's like it's a pretty good story. Like. It's ripe for like a good, juicy, interesting series, yeah. limited yeah. series, maybe, you know? Yeah. Like to get into the meat of it and stuff. So, yeah, no, no, it's, a, it's unfortunate. So, yeah. Nope. Mm. nope. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I uh, did I talk about Tin Star last time? No, you did it. I don't think so. What is that? Okay. Um, I am here to tell you that if you like, um, if you like noiry kind of thrillers, um, that especially that take place in like the middle of nowhere in Canada, this is your, this is your story. Tin star. Hmm. Tin star. It has Tim Roth is a, oh, uh, a lawman from England who like just sort of shows up as the sheriff in this, um, in this territory in Canada. And, um, there's like a big, uh, what is it? Um, chemical plant, um, and mining. And, um, they are, they are painted as the bad guys pretty quickly, but it's like, you know, it kind of shows up It's small town. It's a lot of, um, like sort of roughnecks with, um, a bunch of money sort of who like live in barracks basically at this camp. And, um, there's some issues with the indigenous people and you're not quite sure how it is that this sheriff guy has ended up there with his family. Um, and very quickly by the end of the first episode, it sets up for like, oh shit. Um, and it started, it started out good, very good enough to keep watching. And it was just one of those shows where like every episode was better than the last one. Oh, so by the end of it, you're like, oh fuck yeah, keep going. 
Um, it has uh, Christina Hendricks. She's in it. Oh, nice. Um, a, a kind of an interesting assortment of people. Um, what is yeah. it on? Uh, Prime. Oh. We watched the first episode of season two. Did not love it. Have not continued. Ooh. But the first season, um, <laughs> extremely good. Extremely good. As like worth see, the watch, not even to go into season two, like that good? Yeah, totally. Okay. Like it's a pretty, it's a pretty good self-contained story. Okay. Um, in fact, I'm not entirely sure where they could go, but I'm sure they'll find somewhere to go. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, 10 star, 10 star. Ten star. And just looking at the scenery is so beautiful. Like just in, you know, sort of Canadian forests. Oh my mm. God. And the little town is just picturesque. It's really great. <laughs> Okay, 10 star on the Amazon. Yep, and then we also, like, sort of tripped and fell and ended up um, binge-watching The Flight Attendant, um, partly because I (laughs) I was baking a lot of cookies last weekend, like, nonstop baking, and we needed something on that was kind of entertaining that I could follow along with and didn't have to stare at the whole time. So The Flight Attendant fit the, uh, fit the order for that. I do think that combined with hot on the heels of I hate Susie, it was too much like women being stupid <laughs> for yeah. me. I was yeah, just you like, need what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, but th- it was like good, juicy, light, kind of fluffy fun. But like, you know, there's just definitely a, a sense of danger. People die. So um, Rosie Perez is in it. She was great. Oh. Well, then maybe um, I might watch it because I don't really like the star of flight attendant. I barely could take I, her on the, the big bang theory. I mean, I would like to state for the record. I've never seen an episode of the big bang theory. Which so is crazy to I me, don't, which is crazy to me. I don't know. I don't like those kind of nerds. So, <laughs> uh, I don't really, it's, I have no, I have no feeling about her. Ah, Some, but sometimes she, she does have this like, kind of dumb blonde thing sometimes that made me want to punch her. But yeah. no, it was uh it was it was um an interesting and fun series. And then the other thing that we watched that I cannot recommend more highly on HBO Max is the Bee Gees <gasps> document. I saw that right. I was like, what does she mean right now? What is this? Because I yeah. need to see this shit. You need to see it. The Bee Gees I didn't know that, like, the Bee Gees had a full-on career in the 60s as, like, a pop Beatles-y kind of band. I have no idea. Yeah. And a lot of the songs that I didn't, I don't think I realized that they had written were, like, covered by, you know, Al Green and kind of, like, R&B folks. And I always thought of the, I always thought of, like, oh, that's an Al Green song. I never knew Ah. it was a Bee Gees song. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. that was really interesting and, um, yeah, it's just, it's a super well done documentary. There's a, there's kind of elements of like talking about like the studio magic and, um, how did they create, especially for, um, staying alive? Mm-hmm. Like how is the drum beat created? Ooh. And, um, like they, they used, they didn't have a live drummer because their drummer had to leave abruptly for a little bit. And they're like, well, we have to keep going. So they cut it from tape and it's oh, wow. a loop. And I, you know, that's part, like, I don't know. They're just breaking down like all this cool stuff they did in the studio and how at one point, I think it was their album beforehand, they told Barry, like, can you do this in almost like a screaming kind of voice? <laughs> and he did it in his falsetto and everyone was like, wait, what is this falsetto? <laughs> and he was like, and he was like, it was like, I discovered that there was like another person singing inside of me. Wow. And like everything after that was him falsetto. doing the falsetto stuff. Which, it, which they're famous for. And no one could really do yeah. it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, oh I can't super, wait. Oh, super interesting. I'm going to watch it today. The music's awesome. <laughs> Highly recommend the Bee Gees documentary. And it made me want to run right out and buy the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Because I just want to, like, listen to it on repeat after, like, watching them record it and stuff. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. While you were talking, I went and added it to my list because Good. they're special to me for so many reasons. But my mom had that album on 12-inch uh-huh. on vinyl. 
Um, and she loved that. She loved that soundtrack and she loved the Bee Gees and all those songs. So they're just like this. There's a special place in my memory and my heart for the Bee Gees. And they're just like, you forget, you forget their hits. You forget. Yeah. Like what they have created, <laughs> what they've added and contributed to the music world. Yeah, especially because, you know, they they talked a bit about um, they talked a bit about like, you know, then there was the whole like backlash against disco, disco. and whatever. And um, one of the they also had really great people talking about um, talking about the Bee Gees, Ew. like the sort of special guests that they have um, talking, you know, Justin Timberlake or whatever. And <laughs> Justin Timberlake was like, like he's talking about how they use their voices and he's like getting really into it. And he's like, totally like nerding out on the music. And then he's like, I swear I'm not high. <laughs> and it's like, it's so funny. You're like, yeah, I know. Cause you're kind of going off on some weird tangents over there. Um, but they had, yeah, they just had really great, um, they had really great talking heads on it. And one of them, I, I'm totally blanking on who it was, um, sort of like a, a Chicago um, DJ, maybe like some house music guy from back in the day. He was talking about, um, he like really kind of brought it back to the, like the backlash against disco being a backlash against um it was like homophobic. It was racist. Mm, it was like yep. there were elements of that. And like, yeah, it was it was like I don't I won't give anything away because it's it's fun to have the moment. But when they burned a bunch of disco records at in Chicago at some baseball game um, and it was like some big it was like some big thing and the death of disco and whatever. And some of the records that people were bringing and he was like, why are they bringing these records? And it's like so many artists of color and, you know, and it was, it was really fucking, it was so interesting. And, um, you know, the, the teeth, oh my God, the teeth, <laughs> we do a lot of teeth, but yeah, super good, super good. Highly oh, recommend. I can't wait. I might, if I get some time today, a break today, I will, I will definitely, but it's on my list. So thank you so much. I'm excited for this. Yeah. Yes. Um, the last thing that I highly recommend, and you don't even have to have watched the entire season of Euphoria, which is also uh -huh. on HBO Max, is a Euphoria special episode part one called it's called Rue, which is the name of Zendaya's character. Uh -huh. Um they filmed it during COVID and they did a fantastic job of keeping it just kind of like two, three characters in one place. Uh -huh. It's shot beautifully. Um, emotions are crazy because it's shot like if it was on Christmas Eve, I believe. Um, it's a lot of feels, kids. It is huh. fucking, it is acting for fucking days. Zendaya is acting her ass off. And it's, it's just her and the other main character is Coleman Domingo, who was in Fear of Walking Dead. Um, and he's like her sponsor on the show. Okay. Okay. And their exchange, his, uh, he's also in, Ma which something that I want to watch, um, that everyone says is amazing on Netflix. It just came out. It's called Ma, Rain Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It's Chadwick's last role before he passed. Uh -huh. Um, and I guess, uh, Coleman Domingo is a star of it. Um, and, uh, it is fucking gut wrenching amazing acting and there's this one song that they play at this one specific point of the show and it's by um moses Sumney. Oh. uh-huh coleman domingo by the way i just had to look it up love him yeah okay he's the best um amazing actor i think he's having his his moments right now because oh, good. he's good. on he here and everyone said he's the star of this and it's like a lot of shit being written about him to like today i saw a bunch of shit when i was looking him up and um he's fucking fantastic and then also you have to watch the after little thing when they talk about filming it uh -huh. um it is fucking i have to listen to this song uh -huh. it's called um me in 20 years uh at least once a day it is so emotional. So watch the show. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And then okay. go listen to the song. 
and read the lyrics, it's fucking heartbreaking all over again. It is fucking amazing. So please. And, and I don't have to have seen Euphoria otherwise. No, nah, you just have to know it's like two addicts, a young one and an old one talking okay. about their shit that you don't you don't need to know anything more than that. And I only, okay. even going in and not knowing that, like you get the gist from the conversation. Uh-huh. And I recommend T.I. Watch it. It is gorgeous. It is heartbreaking. Okay. Um, it is fucking acting. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> you sold me on it. I will watch that for sure. And that song, I was just listening to that song this morning. Ugh. And then I love the song because how it connects to the show, to that scene. But then when I read the lyrics, I was just like, fuck. Oh, and another side note, little nerdy note. I met Moses Sumney at a FIFS backstage. And uh, it was me and my godson, Mariano, who's like, you know, half my age. He's like 20. I think at the time he was like 20, 20, 19. I don't know. I don't think he was 21 yet. And we had seen him perform, Moses Sumney perform, and he was fucking killing it. So then we ran into him backstage. And I, I don't know. I was just, I don't know. For some reason, I felt connected. I was like, hey, Moses. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because it wasn't a bunch of people. It was just for some reason, it was just us backstage. And uh-huh. he was like, hey. Da, 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 da. I was like, oh, I go, you know, I go, we saw you perform. You killed it. You did that death drop. I was like, what is happening? That's amazing. And then I, I was like, oh, this is my, um, this is my godson, you know, Mariano. And da, da, da. he goes, he goes, no, no, no. He's like, it can't be. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, peer. You guys must be peers. And I was like, Moses, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking talented, Dodo. So fucking talented, this guy. So, yeah, it's overall amazingness. Huh, uh, okay. So let's get into movies. What are we talking about? Um, the one movie that I have seen lately that <laughs> is pretty random is uh, I revisited a favorite from my childhood that I probably saw when I was a kid 10 times, and that is Cannonball Run. And does it hold up? I haven't seen this since I was a kid either. It kind of holds up. What? <laughs> it kind of holds up. <laughs> Good times. Like, I mean, it was pretty ludicrous at the time. It's still pretty <laughs> ludicrous. Um. You can, I mean, it seems like, especially because I remembered as a kid that they did the bloopers and I don't know why they don't do more bloopers anymore yeah. at the end of movies. Yeah. Um, and you can just tell it's like a bunch of people probably like, you know, doing a, bu- a shitload of coke. Oh, and please like, believe it. Just like partying and filming a funny movie. And it's, yeah, it was. Uh, that was 1981. It, 1981. It was very enjoyable. It's very, like, you know, the whole thing, they basically kidnap Farrah Fawcett and force her to come on this race with them. (laughs) And she's like, okay. And, like, so there's a lot of stuff that you couldn't get away with anymore. Oh, for sure. Dude, Um, the lineup is crazy. It's, like, the craziest cast. It was just... Burt Reynolds was so handsome. Like, I obviously yeah. didn't think so at the time. I was way too young. And you know who he really reminds me of is Pedro Pascal. Uh, I could I, see that. I, I could see never that. seen it until I was like, oh. oh I could see that. Same same shape of head, minimum, at yeah. least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Like, you know, the stash. Like, yeah. Yeah. The coloring. Yeah. The swag. Yeah, and, and it's just hilarious, all of the people that they have in it. So I, oh. if you're looking for something to kind of amuse yourself, um, <laughs> that that's your, uh, there you go. That's, that's your hot tip. It was uh, super fun. And I will also say, first of all, the Cannonball Run is an actual race. Oh. They, didn't, they didn't make it up for the movie. Oh. Um, it is an actual race that starts in New York and goes to the Portofino Hotel in, I think, Long Beach, which is where they actually end it mm, uh, mm. in the movie as well. Um, it was first run, I think, in uh, the early 1915. What? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, like it's, I didn't know. It, it's a real thing. And, like, if you go onto the Wikipedia page... You can find out, like, for all the different years it was run, the winner, the time, and what they drove. Ah, 
fascinating. So you could drive whatever the fuck. You can drive anything you want. Um, in keeping with the cannibal run, and during the 70s and 80s, it was a lot of like Ferrari, Lamborghini. <laughs> but uh, the past few years, it's been generally German sports cars, except a Ford Mustang, uh, which was a rental. <laughs> like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the guy who won it in that, his average mile per hour was 108. Holy shit. Yeah, like this is my 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 suggestion for anybody would be find out if this goes through your town and stay off the roads that yeah. like for those days. Shit. <laughs> because yeah, these people they do them <laughs> incredibly fast. The one the um the 2020 record, the average mile per hour was 110. Shit. Yeah. Um, and I will just tell you, because I'm looking at it right now, it was set in May 2020 during the pandemic. They left Manhattan at 6 p.m. And um, it took them 25 hours, 39 minutes. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Recommend. Recommend. Wow. So still holds up. Or some, some of the move. That's nice to hear. Some of the movies from our childhood still hold up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I be right before, literally right before this, uh, there's a little short that I recommend that's on Netflix. It's nine okay. minutes. Okay. Um, again, it'll put you in the happy and sad feels. Uh, it takes you on a journey and there's like no dialogue. And it's uh, called Canvas. It's by okay. Frank Abney. And he was the executive producer of Hair Love. He's a, a Pixar animator. And okay. he said that this is this story is something we can all relate to. Sometimes in life, things happen that make it hard for you to keep fighting for what you love. Okay. And it is significant on a lot of levels because he is black and he animated a black family. So the hair texture, the skin, it is fucking crazy. And uh -huh. the Supernatural Bear and I watched it and we loved it. It's nine minutes of your time that will add to your life. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, the animation is gorgeous. The story's fantastic. Um, canvas, Netflix, do not miss. <laughs> okay. And then, last thing is, I wanted to see, as I was looking up some information on Euphoria, I was like, what is this? Have you seen a movie? It's on HBO Max called Let Them All Talk. Never heard of it. Uh, it is Meryl Streep, Candace Bergen, uh, yeah. Gemma okay. Chan, Lucas Hedges, and Diane Weist. Uh, if you recall, she's the mom in Lost Boys. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. She, she was in everything in the 80s. Yeah, she was She was a mom, the sweet mom in everything in the 80s. Um, wasn't she parenthood? Wasn't yeah, she the mom in parenthood? parenthood. Yeah, uh -huh. Um, She's super sweet. She has a sweet voice. Um, Yeah, so I was like, maybe T.I.'s heard of this? I've never heard of it, but it's on my list because I love watching shit with the, with the older ladies for some reason. It brings me comfort. And I guess she's like a writer. <laughs> um. Meryl Streep, she's a writer, and she's supposed to write, like, a manuscript, and she goes on a cruise with her best friends and her nephew. <laughs> That's all. Okay. So I don't know. I'm just like, I, this could be enjoyable, this just watching some, good. you know, some, you know, some, some veterans in the game. I don't know. I don't know what the point is of the whole thing, but I'll watch it. I can mm -hmm. cook and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I can write like postcards a... and watch it. It seems like Christmas entertainment because Christmas entertainment is, you know, it should be kind of warm and fuzzy. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that's all I got. I don't know. I haven't really been moving in it, you know, watching too many movies. Just a lot of shows when possible. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of shows. Been doing some reading. Nothing worth repeating. <laughs> yeah. So this, you know, it's about to be this is the last episode of 2020, a trash year on so many fucking levels. Mm -hmm. Um, but the holidays are coming and I feel like when we come back in January, we'll have a lot to discuss. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. And so, um, I guess to everybody listening, um, Merry Christmas, if Christmas is your thing and yeah. happy new year, which is everybody's thing. And everybody's I, thing. Here's to hoping that 2021 isn't like, oh, 2020, hold my beer. 
Yeah, please don't do that 2021. <laughs> we don't need you to prove shit. <laughs> yeah. No, you're you don't have to do anything no. and we're going to love you. Yeah. You can just like bare minimum and we'd be like, "Ah, best year yeah. ever." <laughs> best year ever. <laughs> All right then. Happy holidays, fools. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, that's all I got. Bye, guys. Peace out, nerds.